Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Good morning, Glenn. What's up, my brother? I, you know, this never gets old. Here's the thing. The coffee shop is like my little sanctuary of safety. I, I'm, I don't think about drinking. I think about good things. I don't, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it just is a safe, I don't want to leave. Well, no, I, I just that, got here wait, and I don't no, want to leave. Okay. First of all. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Second Sorry, of all, too much second caffeine. of all, why can't you live your entire life like that? Why does, why, why does it have to be just in the coffee shop? Because the guy cuts me off in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, you're over that. <laughs> haven't, haven't you solved that yet? What? Huh? Well, just let him? Yeah, just let him. Who cares? Yeah, right. Who cares? So here's what yeah. I found out. And, uh, you know, as I'm coming in the coffee shop today, hey, I'm off a little bit, right? And and what, what I realize is that I'm a, a chemical equation today, just like I used to be, but there's no booze in the equation. So hmm. for me, you know, I'm thinking, well, why, why do I feel off a little bit? One mm-hmm. is um, not enough sleep, mm-hmm. right? Uh, second thing is, um, not enough coffee. <laughs> so, so from the equation, I'm thinking, well, if I drink more coffee, then that'll override the, the lack of sleep. And that doesn't, because it so works far, for no. me. So far, no. Okay. But, but I'm here. All right. Good. Hey, and I'm guess, actually fired up. Guess who else is here? Who's, who else? We have a table for three. I know. I love table for threes. Got a friend in the house. Love friends in the house. Yeah. Claudia, good morning. Good morning, Hey, Claudia, guys. good morning. Good to see you. Good, good to, to see you. Good to be seen. Great to introduce Claudia to the Sober.com coffee world. Yeah, right. Well, we have uh, we know Claudia from the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, grateful. Well, I guess, you know, she's still anonymous. Um, yeah, did I just break a tradition or a principle or <laughs> no, something? No, you didn't give her last name or social security number, no, so we're okay. 792-496-7322. No, that's her phone number. Can't, oh. <laughs> oh, you'll find that somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great to have you here this morning. Oh, I'm honored to be asked, yeah, welcome, guys. Welcome. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'd just love to have you. Claudia's meant a lot to my sobriety over the years, and uh, uh, she just brings a certain amount of energy and laughter but but the other things she she's real you know so yeah she, she'll laugh in an awkward moment and we love i can, sometimes i can't look at her because it's an awkward moment and we'll both start <laughs> laughing but she'll also shed a tear uh yeah. as she hears a share and and she's empathetic she can feel somebody else's pain mm-hmm. and i think that's really your gift it's probably you it's probably your curse too because you feel so other people's pain and and that's you know being yeah. vulnerable. That's I, I can relate to that. Absolutely. So why don't we do this? Why don't we yeah. set some? Uh, we we uh, need to set the parameters or, or housekeeping. Oh, Glenn, the organizer. When we have, when we have organization. Yeah. 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 Somebody got, somebody's got to be here. Right. Run amok. Right. That's right. So when we have guests, Claudia, yes. what we typically do is you know we go about eighteen minutes or so. 18 minutes or 40 or so. Um, you better get that ticker going. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and, and what we like to do is share your experience, strength, and hope, right? Yeah. What happened, what you did. You know, we don't go in too deep into drunkologues, right? But yeah. just, just kind of, you know, snaps out of what happened, you know, what we did, what tools we used, and then hope, right? Mm-hmm. What, what things are like today. What, do, what does the picture look like to give people 
you know, if I if I listen to Claudia and do what Claudia does and use the tools, what could life look like? Yeah, and mm-hmm. and Claudia say, was, and hope. was the winner of the six hundred million dollar uh, mega drawing. <laughs> so, you know, if you work a good program, That's guaranteed, God, right? If you work a good never. program, I'm waiting for those. That's right. <laughs> well, here's here's one guarantee. As she sits here, it is the million dollar ticket. Oh. I love that. And as she sits here, yes, uh, wish we had a three year coin. Uh, yeah, right. So Aww. as so as you listen to experience, strength, and hope. Right. Mm-hmm. What I will preface before you know we, we bounce into Claudia is we're sitting here at three year anniversary today. Thousand plus days. Nice. Awesome. Congrats. 1,096 to be exact. I appreciate that. I learned from my fellow (laughs) brothers. Um, Yeah, guys, and that's why when you asked me to do this, uh, you know, Mikey shot me a text, and one, I was so honored, and I do tend to get emotional easily. Um, But to hear the date that it was, uh, there was no way that I couldn't, and I felt like that again was, you know, that's a promise, and that's a sign, you know. And uh, so about uh, three years ago, Today, uh, it was probably uh, the darkest day of my almost. At that time, I was almost 50 years old. So you're never too old um, to get sober and healthy mentally as well. And uh, so, you know, uh, I'll take it back. I won't give you uh, from birth. (laughs) But, uh, you know, came from a very comfortable family, uh, an older brother. And uh, neither one of my parents are alcoholic. but, you know, that anxiety and, uh, you know, that definitely was part of who my parents are and I love them. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I won't get into. But, you know, uh, we learn from experience, sure. you know, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get sober, because I do have two beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. And um, I always uh, I always struggle with fear, anxiety. I was a shy little girl, extremely shy. I know that's so hard to believe <laughs> I'm not buying. I'm not buying it. Oh, that buy was, it. That was then. This People is now. wish they could put me back there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was brutally shy, and you know, and there's some childhood stuff there that definitely, you know, you think you're handling because you're aware of it, sure. you know, and that's why this program works because part of it is being self-aware, and I've always been painfully self-aware, um, and so I think a, a lot of my brokenness comes from trying to always be a better Claudie. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what they called me when I was little. Um, you know, there's an A on the end of that. Yeah, Claudie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for me, it was always looking for validation, you know, in other people. And so when you have those childhood things that have happened to you and you carry that with you, um, you know, I always looking for, you know, this is going to bring me happiness and trying to get people to see, you know, uh, I'm a good girl, you know, by always, you know, young, I always did have good grades. I was thoughtful. Um, and then I, I kind of grew up, I came out of my shell a little bit from being painfully shy as a child. Um, and then, you know, early relationships with men and, you know, that's part of my story is, you know, attaching to men, um, and getting divorced young, getting married young, getting divorced young. Um, and at that point, when I try and over my sobriety, I try and look back and think, was that alcohol a problem then? Mm-hmm. You know, but the alcoholism, as many people talk about, that anxious, that fear, 
um, that living in that constant, you know, if I couldn't remember what I was worried about, I'd be worried about why I couldn't remember what I was worried about, you know? <laughs> okay, that's deep. So that, that is that. deep. And then that analyzing and living in constant fear over the smallest of shit and, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I always tried to be the good daughter, the good sister, the good wife. Um, you know, and then at 26, I was divorced. And if I were looking at another young girl, and I'm not saying this in the ego based, if I was looking at another girl at 26 years old, um, divorced, very pretty girl, great personality and a huge heart. Um, the life is ahead of her, but you know, I didn't have an emotional sobriety that was ever taught to me. And when you don't have that confidence, um, you're navigating life you know, half, half-heartedly. And uh, as I began to go through life, I was looking for people, places, and things to bring me that uh, security, mm-hmm. you know, and an unhealthy, an unhealthy codependency to my parents, mm-hmm. you know, because I went from a husband, you know, who financially loved to take care of me. And so, yeah, my next 10 years was trying to navigate finances and doing it horribly. Mm-hmm. So looking for the husband to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, giving away my heart. And uh, if I met you, I would do backflips for you, sure. you know. And when I really play that tape back, you know, whenever I drink, my first time drinking, 16 years old, passed out when my girlfriend's parents mm-hmm. were in Europe mm-hmm. on the back porch. So it doesn't matter. I love big. Uh, I work out big. I eat big. And apparently I drink, you know, to excess. And that's something I never got. You know, if a little feels good, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, right. So I did that. And then I got divorced. I went through a ton of relationships where I wanted to show you how great Claudia was. And, you know, a majority of these relationships... The guys weren't so great, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I think for me and my sobriety, I can help other women too. Mm-hmm. Um, believing in me. And I think innately, I had the ability to be kind of navigate that. But when you have other people that you use as your template to navigate life that maybe aren't so healthy either, mm-hmm. that's like, so to speak, the blind leading the blind, you know. Um, so again, for me, the drinking escalated. I think uh, fast forward, I got married again after probably uh, ten years, mm-hmm. not even, uh, but a good amount of time of being single. And that drinking, you know, never. I look at that because I would not get in a car and drive. Um, and somewhere, somewhere, you cross that line, that proverbial line. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I think it came in the form of financial stressors. I was raising two babies. Um, I was financially carrying everything for our marriage because my husband was self-employed at the time. And that's where I think my alcoholism kicked mm-hmm. in full gear. Um, and it ebbed and flowed depending on what was going on in my life, whether it was financial stressors. Primarily, that's what it was. When my babies were young, um, I always was in control because even, uh, you know, when I got divorced the first time, I didn't go to college. I didn't Mm -hmm. go to college. And those are regrets that I think those are things that um, ate away at me, you know, and I never felt good enough. And, you know, you can play that blame game, justifiable anger. I had a lot of resentments towards my parents. And you're drinking through all this, but you not excessively. But I will say, probably I'd say in 2008 is when the real turning point came because financially things were very difficult. Oh, well, terrible time, right? Right, financially. Yeah, right. Uh, I lost my job downtown, sure. as many as people did. As many did, yeah, right. Two babies. I was the, you know, 
not the breadwinner, but definitely the constant financial. Mm -hmm. And gone. And the insurance gone. Gone. In a heartbeat. Um, That's when I started dealing, you know, with daily life. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't call a bill collector without, you know, having a drink to calm down. Absolutely. Um, You know, this is crazy behavior that you think is normal. Right. But again, it comes back to I didn't have the emotional sobriety to deal with life as it was coming at me. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, you know, my parents would take care of things. Um, well, now you're an adult, right. right? You can't look to mom and dad. Um, and my husband and I both kind of like blindly were navigating life with two children. And all I wanted for them um, was to not endure any of the things, you know, that I went through. And again, financially, I was always okay growing up. But being able to take care of myself, um, that is one of the biggest gifts that I've gotten in this program. Because then my drinking, you know, financially then I wanted to help, but I was yeah. home with my kids. Yeah. Uh, so I start bartending. Well, that's oh, real good. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the perfect storm. Yeah, um, right. sure. That it was brewing up. And uh, I got a, my first DUI in 2011. And that was, again, doing something Claudia didn't want to do because that night I wanted to go home. And I listened to a friend, and I didn't. And uh, I was fortunate to get out of that one. But that was, I remember being in a victim impact meeting that I had to do. Um, and just being so emotional and thinking, I'm never going to do that again. And at that point in my drinking career, I really just thought I made a bad choice mm-hmm. um, in driving that night. And like everyone else, people said, Claudia, that can happen to anyone. But then it escalated, you know, and... Uh, I would have to say in probably 2019, 2020, for other things in my life, whether it be financial or what I wasn't getting out of what I thought I needed in my marriage, um, the drinking really kicked up. And then that's when I started drinking for everything, Mm -hmm. whether it was a happy moment, a sad moment. I couldn't function unless I had it. Um, And for me, you know, a lot of times they say, and it is true, alcohol is a depressant. Mm -hmm. But for me, I would drink alone and get those rose-colored glasses. I wasn't the mean drunk, you know. Um, And then I started working in a restaurant where, you know, I was serving. And at the end of the night, I was drinking. Well, you know, and that landed me in my second DUI. And that is the moment when I feel my higher power stepped in and said, okay, this girl has Mm -hmm. had enough. She's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, because in 2011, I say, why wasn't I ready then? Mm-hmm. Um, because I still had more pain. And that's what I see sometimes with women in the program. Maybe they haven't hit their bottom and everyone's bottom is different. Sure. But for me, uh, what a gift. I came in the rooms and uh, that night of that DUI, uh, I woke up the next morning and I never would contemplate suicide. But I fundamentally understood the darkness that, you're, that you can get to because I knew what lied ahead of me. And this DUI was significantly different than the first one. Um, and I didn't know how, I, I didn't even know how to breathe. And the, the uh, primary concern were my two sure. daughters um, in my own hometown who, you know, I was the PTA mom, yeah, you know, yeah. trying to navigate life. And when I look at old videos from holidays, uh, I cry for that Claudia. You know, because here's a mom trying so hard to do the right thing, but I can just see the pain going around in her head. Um, And I thought if I'm just doing the right things, you know, everything will be fine. But meanwhile, you know, significant birthdays from my daughters. You know, I was probably having many mental breakdowns, you know, of past trauma that I just carried. You can only carry that so long. 
And um, then when you have real life trauma in front of you as well, it, it is the perfect storm. And that's how I started to deal. And that night that I landed uh, in a jail, you know, nowhere in Claudia's little world when she was a little girl did that. That's And that's not how anyone sets out, but only we're on our journey alone with us and our higher power. And I know that night my higher power said, she's had enough. And when I first heard in those meetings, I didn't pay attention to a lot because I was just full of tears and a hot mess when I walked in. Um, and thank God my husband is the one that said that next day, uh, you need to go to a meeting. And I said, please don't make me go today. I don't think I can handle it. And uh, I sat my two daughters down, which were, you know, probably 12 and uh, 14 and maybe 10 and a half, which some might say is young, but I had such a beautiful relationship with them and I couldn't lie to them. That was the shame I had looking at their, and they knew, you know, for my little girl to call me when I'd be working and uh, not answer the phone because I just didn't want to go home, you know, because when I was drinking, I could just make life be okay. And um, when I told them, they cried. And the minute I told them, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm going to try everything in my power. And to see the look on those two girls' faces and the tears flow, um, the instant relief that they saw that I at least was addressing it and admitting to a problem. Yeah, kids know. Yeah, beautiful. And those are, people say, oh, you know, you did it for you. You didn't do it. No. No. Whatever you need to get in those rooms and those two girls, God knew what I needed. Amongst the crazy of my life, he gave me the most two beautiful gifts. What a real moment, though, a yeah, real moment. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And even my husband, we debated whether it was the right thing to do, and he took them to dinner when he dropped me off at my first meeting. And I said, how were they? And he said, I could just see, you know, the, the, they were lighter, yeah, you know. Right. And I'm so happy to say that, you know, yeah. fast forward three years ago. Isn't that incredible? Today. I was going to I was gonna yeah. speed the tape up. I mean, they've yeah. got to be, if you sit them down today mm -hmm. in the same chair, mm -hmm. in the same room, mm -hmm. and say, here we are. Yeah. Mikey, don't make me cry. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Beautiful. I work with guys, and, and they have small kids, and, and it's just... You know, it, it's just so easier to see today because mm -hmm. back, you know, back when I was in the middle of it, I thought I had perfect vision yeah. and I was absolutely clueless. And I'm dealing with a guy now and he's like, I mean, his kids are like eight and 12. Mm -hmm. It's like, Glenn, because first of all, they won't remember it. Yeah. He said, second of all, they don't know. And, and I just looked at him. I'm like, let me tell you a story about my foolishness mm -hmm. because I was a fool and said that exact same thing. And I said, you know, I got eight years sober, almost eight years sober. And, and I said, just today, I mean, I have relentless focus on redemption relationship with my daughters and building. Just today, they are starting to feel comfortable mm -hmm. with showing me snippets of what it was really like. Mm -hmm. And to sit there and say, man, kids don't know. No, they, they know. Mm -hmm. In fact, they have a PhD level. Um, you know, God, Claudia, you said so many, so many great things, um, you know, and, and, I, and I'm thinking back to 2011 and, and you sat there and said, well, you know, I'm surprised that didn't, I didn't stop, right? Mm -hmm. For me, a key word was, or a key phrase, you said, I got out of it. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I got out of situations that I got in because of my drinking, I got out of an almost DUI. Um, situation too. The cop let me go to the hospital instead of in the back of his car in handcuffs. And and that fueled my ego. 
-hmm. that fueled me saying <laughs> well it justified my reason why yeah. i got it because i didn't go home when i wanted to right i can get out of this mm -hmm. i can get out of anything mm -hmm. i don't need to stop because you know what i have superpowers i can get out of it you know and mm -hmm. uh you know i certainly you know and, and I, I like what you said hey use boost to navigate life mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah and i just want to chime in that you know i didn't have to sit down with my kids i did um when I said on October 13, 2018, and I said to two of my children, um, it's time for dad to go do something different. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you their emotions were no different than a 14 or 10 year old. I mean, they were like, go get them, dad, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I, I carried, I carried their hope with me in those early days oh. because I knew how much it meant to them. So I agree and with thank you. God. And then yeah. the beautiful people in those rooms, because when yeah. I walked in that night, you know, they were, yeah. there was people and my sponsor. In fact, she was at a, that second ladies meeting she yeah. showed up at and I was just bawling. And that was her introduction because I was so hurt mm -hmm. with what I had done to them. Right. And, uh, and again, to that point, I constantly commend young people that come in this program right. that don't have children because right. How hard, one, to think, hey, I'm 23, 24 years right. old. It's hard to wrap your mind around. I don't have more drinking to do, right? Yeah, right, sure. Um, and two, if you don't have, for me, I know if it weren't for my children, I don't necessarily know if I would have got sober. Right. You know, they were my reason. So I commend them even more right. um, because it's so hard to do it for you, right. you know. And this is a we program, but what it does for you. And by that, um, I can tell you, Stuff that I've learned in these rooms, uh, my children have used. Sure. You know, in navigating life. And that's, for me, that is the gift every day when my 14-year-old is, you know, not so much now. She's in eighth grade. And both my kids are mentally really mature. But, you know, navigating friends and, you know, things that I've learned in those rooms, you know. Stick with like-minded people. If people are mean, you know, and that's what I gained, mm -hmm. you know, amongst many things. But navigating life and giving them tools, and it's just a trickle down how it reaches out to the people closest mm -hmm. to us. And that's what I wanted, to be able to give my kids a better way to live. And this program has done so. And the letters that I received from those two girls on my one-year sobriety, I tell yeah, you, right. that's that's the gift, you know, right. and right. Uh, and that is something that I tell any newcomer, even though I was a hot mess, crying, didn't pay attention to the God thing. Um, you know, I just needed to hang on to a life raft and the people yeah, sure. in those rooms mm -hmm. were that exactly. But the one thing that I did always keenly aware of in those promises, you know, hang on to the miracle, but will not forget the wreckage of our past. And that is something that I I didn't have the compulsion to drink because God knows she's got so much other shit to navigate. We can't, <laughs> she can't handle this. She'll never make it. Um, but I literally had to take myself back to that night and how that could have turned out mm -hmm. and how I didn't have, you know, my kids could have been without a mother or I could have killed the cop that was coming towards me. Um, and that's what I used. That was a real tool that I had to use to keep me from picking up to deal with life. Because I will say that I'm not a Debbie Downer, but, um, you know, putting down the drink for me because I'm a freak and I'm a perfectionist. Okay, there's no gray area there. Yeah. I got to start there. Um, but navigating, that's just the beginning of working this program. But it's challenging and there's ups and there's downs. But 
Oh my God, what a gift. Yeah. What an absolute gift. So, a lot of hope. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the people in the room gave me that. So, when I needed it. so you talk a lot about emotional sobriety. Mm-hmm. So, and and you gained your and I, I'm a big fan of working on my emotional sobriety. I'm still it's so immature. The way I look at it, I started really drinking at the, at the age of 13, and stopped at the age of 59. So that's 46 years. I think when I woke up at 59 years old, I had the maturity, sure. emotional maturity mm-hmm. of. That 13-year-old. Absolutely. Don't they say that? The yeah. first drink you had is when uh, you're... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I've got a lot of work to do. But um, aside from the book, AA the book, yeah. is there other is there other things that you do to help you with your emotional sobriety? And Yeah, you know, my sponsor is great. I'm yeah. really lucky. So yeah. I try and give that away, what she did. She was such... And we do have a unique... And that's, you know, that's a whole other conversation. That's hard to navigate when you become sure. really connected and yeah, you have... That's right. And we do look at that as a gift. And we've talked about those challenges. And, sure. you know, because as you grow, your program changes. Sure. Um, and if you're codependent by nature, you know. But the the ultimate thing that we have is that we're open and we're honest and when the problems do arise we talk about it so and she's given me so many books you know as women too there's other not aa books you know but emotional sobriety and you know anyone that i sponsor you know along with aa Uh, i've built a team of you know i have a couple women probably four or five women that because again i came into sobriety during covid uh my sponsor brought me on to a meeting that she didn't even stay on via zoom that we physically have only met in person twice, but mm. I will tell you some of the most intimate, beautiful relationships I have as women because they gave me, you know, a role model to look up to. And we, we all navigate. And I, every holiday, spent the weekend in Michigan with them. And to have that connectivity with people that you physically have only been, other than a little two-by-two two screen, right. um, just a special group of people. So, again... I also tell newcomers, look for the blessings. Um, you know, somebody in AA, an older gentleman from another one of my Zoom meetings, you know, God is always broadcasting. It's up to us to tune him in. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I knew. My higher power gave me God shots a million in those first couple months because he knew what Claudia needed. And although I was raised Catholic and didn't have any spiritual, now I know I was completely bankrupt, Mm -hmm. but I always believed in something greater, you know, and that's my, yeah, it does, you know, so whether it was someone that's already passed, um, and I know more so that relationship and, you know, through my sponsor, for me, uh, God is either everything or he's nothing, you know, and at those moments, fake it till you make it, there's moments where I didn't want to drink, but that emotional trigger that I know where you feel that real angst, um, that's when I knew it's not going to be in my sponsor because those are going to change. And again, it comes back to putting your peace uh, in people, places, and things. And today, I'm still fundamentally, I've gone through a lot of things, losing a job, losing family members, um, all while being sober. And not once in those moments did I say, oh, this would be so much better if I were drinking. No, I thank God. you know, for the sobriety. And then that's a gift, you know, it's such a gift. And I do, I, sometimes I struggle with why me, you know? Um, well, I, cer- I certainly do when I see other people, family members and of the like, and it, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Breaks my heart. So you sponsor other girls now and yeah, 
I don't have a good track record. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if they're not ready. And you know, when you're a perfectionist and you're like, it's all about me. <laughs> what am yeah. I doing wrong? So uh, I do navigate to my, yeah. you know, I, I reach to people who have more wisdom um, mm. and how to do so because there's no manual on that. No. Um, but I do what worked for me mm-hmm. and uh, try and pass on. And I'm fortunate to have a sponsor who um, really does a beautiful job of being my friend and knows when to tune that off right. and be my sponsor. Right. Um, and you have to remain teachable. Uh, and they teach me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's more often what I find. But it's so hard when you see yourself in these other women. Yeah. Uh, hang on. That's all I want to tell them. Please hang on. Hang yeah, on. That's, yeah, there's a big difference when, you know, with sponsees, you know, I think one of the keys is meeting them where they're at mm-hmm. versus where we're at. Absolutely. Right? Because there's a major mm-hmm. gap. And right? we forget. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things, you know, my... My assertive driven type A is like, well, you got to do A through Z because mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing today, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, wait, time out. They're exactly right? where they should be. Is Let's what my crawl, yeah. you know, not, not even crawl. Let's just connect, mm-hmm. right? Let's mm-hmm. just connect where you're at, what's going on. You know, let's connect where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, it's baby steps. It's what's the next right thing. You know, it's not doing 25 things, right? It's it may be doing what's the one thing we're going to do today? Right. How are we going to get through today? Right. And and, you know, I think that's one of the keys is run it to start with, run at their speed. There's nothing wrong with nudging, nudging, nudging. Right. When when they're slow or stuck in the mud, there's some coaching and, and things. But that's one of the things is meet them where they're at. You know, just make that connection and. Have some empathy and some love and, and yeah, grace. Yeah, that's and, where I think God, you know, placed me sometimes, you know, that that's it. Is I'm able to have empathy and see it, um, and I so bad want to give it away to them. Mm-hmm. You know, in that second, you want them to get it, and um, everyone's on their own journey, right. you know, and we forget that. And as my sponsor has always said that to me because I'm very impatient, you know, we're alcoholics, and uh, I'm impatient, and I think I know what I've learned is every day. I still don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I do. And by someone else new coming into the rooms, mm-hmm. I'll hear something they say, and I'm like, oh, my God, Claudia. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know, and they're showing me. And, uh, you know, that's it, is that you're exactly where you should be. And that's what my sponsor tells me when I say, but this isn't happening, and right. I didn't do this. And I get, because that's me, part of my alcoholic dysfunction is living in the outcome, right. you know, where other people mm. have the shame. You know, they're looking in the rearview mirror. I don't have that because, again, God was like, shit. All right, move <laughs> on. Too much. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and again, looking at that shame or where we are and the things we've done, most of us are not proud. But every single step, and I know this sounds trite and oversaid, but every single step, that DUI in 2011 and everything that happened in between up until that evening, only I know the way that all really culminated, right. me and my higher power. That's right. And those are the things that I'm keenly aware of that I was exactly, even then, where I should be. Yeah. Um, and you needed every one of those instances to get where you're at today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my sponsor said say that to me. She's like, Claude, sometimes you get him so much quicker than I did. But again, she came in the rooms at 26 years old. So these are all factors sure. you do have to play in. You know, part of living is, you know, aging. That's the right. only benefit we have is experience. Experience. Yeah. So, you know. And how our story helps others. Absolutely. 
And yeah. I think your I think your story of hope is going to help a lot of others. I hope they. I hope so. You know, for the, because again, the speaking the language of the of the rooms. You know, it's it, meditating, women meditating. connecting with women. Yes. You know, being strong. You know, yeah. and there's a difference for women being strong and um, saying what you mean, but not being mean. Right. You know, these are all things that I've learned, and it's hard. Yeah, but you're doing it. Three doing years. It. Yay, a thousand what? That's fantastic. A thousand what? 96. 96. I looked it up this morning. I, I thought it. of you. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Day counter. Claudia, thanks for joining us. Yeah, oh, thank thanks you so much, guys. Come this back is again. a real gift. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800 839 1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.